Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. And uh, it's episode 92. We are towards the end of July. And uh, as always, I've got Ash Playstead with me, the 30 plus, I don't know how many years it is, Ash, gray haired, amazing guru, Ash Playstead with me in the house. (laughs) How's that for an intro? I stopped counting at 30, James. It's what, you know, us people of a certain age stop counting years at a certain point. So thank you for the uh, generous introduction. Good to be here. How are you doing? Of course, of course. I'm great. I'm great. And uh, listeners, today we're talking about uh, a topic we've probably talked about in some way or another in other episodes, and it's an important one. So take notes and listen close, because what we're about to tell you will revolutionize your business and it's to not give clients what they want, which again, a lot of the topics we talk about, Asher, are essentially a 180 on conventional thinking. Most most brokers are taught to uh, sit down with a client and do what first, Ash? Ask them what they want. How can I help you? Um, give them what they want. And we, we're here to tell you that that's actually the complete opposite to what you should be doing. Uh, let's dive into why that that's the case. Well, if every single client got what they wanted when they were asked what they want, every single client would have the same loan with the same lowest rate from the same lender, right? <sighs> yep. Um, so the, the truth is that that's just not the case, but that's not the problem. The problem's not with the customer, of course. The, 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 the problem and the opportunity is in with the, the broker, you know, the, you, you guys, listeners, the asker of the question. Um, so it really feeds into a subject we've spoken about a bit, James, right, which is the sort of philosophy that I think permeates the industry, has been there since the get-go, still there now, and it's still generally a very positive philosophy, which is brokers are here to serve. Brokers are here to be available. Brokers are here to give you what you don't get elsewhere, which is service, convenience, availability, choice, independence, a bunch of these things. So what that does, of course, is that breeds um, the natural inclination that most of us come to the broking industry with, and that is, oh, you know, I've got to be seen as serving the customer, and serving the customer is based on a premise that they tell us what they want and we give it to them. Of course. Yeah, and actually, it's not like, um, sorry to interrupt, it's not like you go into a, a clothing store and you walk up to the sales assistant and you say, hi, how are you going? Uh, and they say, how can I help you? And you say, yeah, I'm looking for some pants today. I need a pair of pants. Uh, they're not going to say, no, you don't. You don't need a pants. Uh, what about a suit or a shirt? Like, they'll typically show you to the pants section, right? And that... That sales mentality, that customer service mentality often trans- transitions into the broking world too, and it's just completely inappropriate. Mm. Mm. It, 
It is, it is. But it's it's very common, James. It's very, very common. So we've got to ask ourselves is, you know, you said it before. I think you mentioned either before or when we were chatting offline before, 180 degrees. Isn't it uncanny how often in life that the solution to any challenge is the opposite of what we're thinking now? Oh, yeah, most of the time. Uh, And I know we've used this example in other podcasts about the doctor or the dentist or the car mechanic. I mean, you you don't walk to the car mechanic and say, do this. I want, you know, you might go in going, I want a service, but a good car mechanic is going to come back and say, well, this is what I've done and this is what your car needs. A good doctor, you don't go in there and, oh, can you just have a look at this for me? You know, a good doctor will take you through a process of discovery to work out what might be wrong, right? And uh, brokers need to do this too, right? We can easily fall into the trap of just giving clients what they're asking for and what they want. But the single reason why this is the wrong way to go, Ash, as we know, is that, well, when it comes to finance and property, most of the time, probably 99.99999% of the time, they don't know what they want and they don't even know what they should ask for they don't know what they need they're just coming in with something like i want to save money i need to buy a home i want to refinance you know these wants aren't necessarily what they actually need and are in their best interests and i think that's exacerbated in the modern online world by the capacity to access information like like never before and when I was actively writing loans, uh, you know, let's call it 20 years ago, customers, some customers could do research. But to do research, you know what you had to do? You had to physically visit a branch, have an appointment and collect their paraphernalia. Yes, listeners, it's back when there were dinosaurs, right? You physically had to go and do that. So not many people would do homework. Maybe school teachers and a few others who were research-minded would do it. Well, fast forward to now. Anybody and everybody has access to all the information you could possibly ever want about every product, every lender, the ratings, you know, the you know, the rate my broker, the rate this. So all that information is out there for everyone to see. So often I think what happens is people go to appointments, a broker will have an appointment either face-to-face or Zoom with a client and might even be with a referral partner as well. That, that applies. But let's say it's a prospect. And the prospect will be, right, I'm fully informed. I've done my homework. I've checked out the industry. Here's what I think I want. Why should I deal with you? Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners having a smirk because, uh, you know, I've been a broker, so have you, Ash, and we've all been there and our listeners have probably had this too where the customer will come with printouts or something on their phone like, here's something I've already looked at. Can you beat this rate? Here's a printout of what I think my servicing capacity is because I've done this online or I've gone on to CanStar or some other website and I've got a printout of the best rates available. Like that's what people think they need and they bring that stuff to the appointments. They think they're almost an expert. Uh, And it's probably now, Ash, more than ever, um, more important that brokers really step up and change that conversation and give them what they need because I think customers are starting to become a little bit dangerous. You know, they've got that information, they can do that research. And what's that saying we say in often in podcasts? How if you don't know a lot, uh, you know, 
not that risky, but when you start to know a little bit, you're very dangerous before you actually get mastery. Oh, a little bit of information or a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing, James. And uh, I know this is this is the, the 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 challenge. But you know what? It's a huge opportunity. I mean, for everybody listening, and, and I have been saying this for a long time, as you have, James. Is where there's a challenge, there's opportunity. So there's a huge opportunity, and every broker, every one of you guys listening to this, just start to think about: Well, how do I pitch myself as the expert? So. You know, what, what, what are the steps that I can take to position myself as that doctor or that surgeon? That You know, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to diagnose you and tell you how I can save your life. Is that good enough? Do you want to deal with me? Right, yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah. But you know, nobody ever says no to a surgeon that says, hey, you've got this problem. It could kill you. By the way, I can operate and save you. What would you like to do? Well, what do you think the client's doing? Uh, get me stripped off and start right now. <laughs> yeah, book me, book me in, open me up. And, <laughs> Ash, I think, um, and, and for our listeners' benefit, you know, it, it, this sounds kind of hard, like, oh, I've got to step up as their trusted advisor and is, that's gonna, how am I going to do that? That sounds really difficult, you know, because a lot of customers are strong-minded and they just come in going, nope, I just want your best rate and just tell me how much I can borrow. Whereas the easiest way of actually overcoming this is to be ready and armed with smart questions to ask, uh, you know, oh, yeah. like, like a short survey or just a few specifically crafted questions that, well, let's be blank, uh, not blank, uh, let's be blunt, uh, they put the client in their place because a few smart questions will very, very quickly demonstrate that the client doesn't really know anything and puts you in that position of the trusted advisor. For example, if I had a bit of a niggle in my shoulder, Ash, and I went to the shoulder surgeon and said, oh, I did some uh, research on, on the shoulder and I think I've got uh, you know something going on wrong in here. Um, well, that person's probably gonna do a couple of quick tests, ask me a few questions and go, no, nah, this is what it is. Mm. They're not gonna just agree. No, they're not, and it's so obvious. And I know all of our listeners, James, will probably be nodding their head going, well, duh, yeah, of course. But I would ask all of you guys, how do you demonstrate this? How do you live this identity in your business? It's a really important mindset shift. I mean, I've spoken about many times in, our, in, a, in some of the stuff we do, James, about you know when I made this mindset shift from running around like a headless chook doing, you know, all over the state, all over the country, chasing appointments, turning up, and then finally one day I drove three hours to an appointment and was told by the client, oh, yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. I meant to, meant to ring you. But, you know, it was a whole day of my life wasted on an appointment that he, 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 he didn't even want to have anymore. And that was my fault because I allowed him to dictate the relationship. I allowed him to believe that I needed him more than he needed me. Right? And the moment I changed that to you need me more than I need you, guess what? Never, ever again did I miss closing, if you want to use that word, or winning the business. Yeah, no so way. really, really powerful mindset shift. And then you start to demonstrate that through that, you know, we call it our trusted advisor process, which you alluded to, James, about how you bake this into your brand, how you bake it into your processes, but particularly how you show up at appointments with clients and how you very quickly eliminate 
any preconceived ideas any client has, no matter their IQ, their expertise, their background, their qualifications, the amount of research, no matter all of that, you can very quickly eliminate the perception that they know more than you know. Mm. And I that's the key. And and I guess for our listeners, you know, one of the, the big things about this, and yes, it is all about structure and a process and having those questions and a flow so that you're in control, right? But here's the thing. You will win or lose in the first three seconds with this. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, it doesn't matter if you start talking about goals and you know, asking them questions, you know, because you're doing a needs analysis or something like that. You will win or lose in the first few seconds purely by doing one thing. And essentially, it's taking control. It, it sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? Actually, like taking control. If you start and open your mouth with something like, how's the weather and how's your job and how's the day? How can I help you? What are you looking to do? Game over. But if you start, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, here's what we're going to, to do today. One, two, three. Let's start with number one, questions. Um, that is completely different, isn't it, Ash? Well, you don't shoot the breeze with your surgeon. Like, you know, oh, how are you going? How's the family? Unless they happen to be family friends. I mean, it might sound silly, but it's so, so true. Is experts, people who have complete faith and trust and um, in their expertise and their specialisation and their skill, they're not interested in shooting the breeze with you. They're interested in diagnosing your problem and helping you. Exactly. And you do that by demonstrating that from the, the get-go. Yes, you can say hello, and yes, you might you know, have a quick bit of banter, but the reality is the quicker you can get to the point of, right, let's get to what's going on here, right? And that's the process of a couple of questions to demonstrate. And this is particularly if it's a new customer, I guess. If it's an existing customer, you've already got a relationship, but a new prospect, mm. you know, you're very quickly establishing control. And, James, you said something there, and I, I don't want any listener to walk away Silly as this sounds, thinking, oh, you demonstrate control by saying, I'm in control. No. <laughs> you don't do that, listeners. Don't say that. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> and you don't demonstrate control by saying, I'm in control. No, no. And I'm glad you brought that up because we're, we, we're not going to be like, we don't want to be like deadpan surgeons that have no, per oh, oh, this is pretty, I, I don't want to step into it, Ash. I was going to say surgeons are deadpan with no personality because that's not true. They're busy. They're down to business. I'm not saying you need to be unfriendly. You can spend that first 30 seconds or a minute just, uh, yeah, building rapport. There's nothing wrong with that. But if the next thing that happens is either they take control or you say, um, how can I help or what can I do for you? It's over. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can shoot that 30 seconds or a minute of rapport, but the very next thing that has to come out of your mouth or happen is, here's what we're gonna do today. If you start with, how can I help? What are you looking to do? What can I do for you? It's game over. And then you've lost positioning. So don't give clients what they want. Step up as their trusted advisor. Yes, we have to do this anyway. There's best interest duty. There's the needs analysis process. We've got to do uh, rightly so. A lot more investigation to work with clients these days. But this is more subtle. This is more subtle around the positioning, how you run your meetings, how you show up, 
And when you do this right, you will not just give your customers what they actually need and deliver a better outcome for them, but you will remove competition. You don't have to compete on rates. You will win more referral partners over. You'll get more referrals because these people will love you, not because you came and patted the dog and gave them what they want, but because you stood up for them and hold them, held them to that higher standard. And that's what wows people, Ash. Like giving mm-hmm. them what they want doesn't wow them anymore. Stepping up and being that advisor, that's where it's at. I used to have the feedback from clients, James, when I was doing this. Um, you know, you could almost see it written across the face. They almost sat, you know, forward in their chair. Oh, this guy's different. Because people, amazingly, still to this day, people come to broking appointments with brokers expecting you to sell them on the merits of doing business with you. This is what people still expect to this day. And the moment you buy into that, exactly like you said, James, the moment you buy into that by responding to that, how can I help you or what are you looking for, you're you're trapped and it's going to be hard to wiggle out. But if you start with the premise that I'm here to diagnose and provide the solution that will achieve your aims, right, everything else becomes noise in the background. It does. And I would ask any of your listeners uh, we got here today, James, on this episode, if you, if you had the opportunity to survey your clients, if you could ask all your clients just one question, and the question was, why did you choose me as your broker? I'll make a prediction right now. You will be lucky to have one, let alone multiple clients who say, you got me the best rate. Exactly. Yep. But you've got to ask yourself why. So a lot of... A lot of our listeners are probably doing this to a degree innately and intuitively. I think what we're saying is make it a deliberate part of your business practice. Mm-hmm. Don't make it an intuitive process because some people intuitively do this well. Other other people find it a bit of a struggle and need much more process to follow. Yep. But either way, bake it in as part of the DNA of your business that, you know, for staff and for other brokers that you might train. And I'll thank you for the rest of their careers because it – it really is one of the defining shifts in the success or otherwise of any broker. Exactly. It's just the reverse psychology, isn't it? The, um, it's human nature. Yeah, the sales process is where they're going to get sold something to an anti-sales process where you're going to be actually helped. Uh, and there's obviously a lot to this. There's uh, specific structure and process and questioning and scripting. And we, we obviously do all that with our members. But just in terms of this episode, listeners, uh, it's just a bit of a mindset thing. We want to flick the light bulb on, I guess, in your mind and start to get you approaching your meetings a little bit differently. And of course, if you're interested in the actual structure for these, um, dive back through some of our previous episodes. I'm sure we've spoken about this before. Uh, and better yet, jump onto our brokerworkshop.com and uh, there are some great resources there. Um, come and have a chat with us because we have already solved all of these problems and can help you go faster uh, with some of our systems. So um, I love this topic, Ash. I love all our episodes and um, we are creeping up on episode 100. So Mm. still a few weeks away. We've got a few more episodes up our sleeve until then. But uh, listeners, something cool is coming. Watch this space. Um, But as always, Ash, uh, it's a pleasure to chat with you. Is there anything else you'd like to mention on this topic before we wrap? Well, 
probably just one thing, James, and, and that is probably to reflect on, I guess, the role that we feel and, and love playing in our industry, and that is as trusted advisors and coaches to you guys, just as you guys, we're, we're imploring you to start to think about how you position and, and build the relationship with your prospects that makes all the difference. You know, it's 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 what we feel and believe and stand for with what we do, which is, you know, using our knowledge and experience and and proven success to demonstrate that, um, you know, we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's I think that's just an authentic comment to add that reflects what we're suggesting you do with your clients. And this is not about yelling at them. It's not about being loud. It's not about being um, authoritarian. In fact, some of the best brokers I know that are really good at this, they're very softly spoken, very softly spoken, but they speak with gravity. Right? You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be gregarious. You don't have to be outgoing. You can be a nerd. You can be introverted. It all comes from internally what you believe about yourself and how you position yourself makes all the difference. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Yeah, you do it in your own style, in your own way, in your own pace. The fundamental learning from this episode is step up as their trusted advisor. You're the expert. Take control and give them what they really need, not just what they want. It'll help you from so many angles, positioning, retention, winning the business. Um, and most importantly, whether you're a born salesman or, you know, probably like myself and Ash, you know, we're, we're more process driven. We, we don't do this naturally. We, we are good at what we do because of structure and process. And um, if that's you, um, you can do very well with this as well if you just design and uh, follow a really solid process. You don't have to be the world's greatest salesman. And that's a good movie, Ash, I think. Uh, that's a movie, right, with Hugh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. And, it's a, yeah, there's, there's lots of examples of how this plays out uh, in life uh, that can be looked at. Um, but, yeah, James, it's a great point to leave it that, you know, this is one of the building blocks of success that I find releases a lot of pressure, releases a lot of stress that you no longer have to try and be somebody that you're not. You no longer have to try to win business. You simply have to take on that self-belief, that that persona that lives within, which is I know what I'm doing, I'm good at what I'm doing, and um, you need me more than I need you. <laughs> Let's leave which it is there. true. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's true, isn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, this has been a good episode. Uh, listeners, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, Lots of detail here, and there's obviously a lot of work that goes into making this happen, but hopefully we've started the ball rolling in this space for you. So uh, check us out, join the conversation, and it'd be great to see you on one of our workshops coming up soon and uh, more from us soon. So until next week, Ash, have yourself a great day and a great week. And listeners, same to you too, wherever you are in the world. Yep, likewise, James and listeners, we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time... 
Go get them.